Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Renew Your Mind podcast. I'm Kieran Lanahan, and I'm a business and mindset coach for faith-driven entrepreneurs. I'm excited to be here. We kicked off this podcast with a four-part series on the foundations of mindset. We talked about what mindset is, why it matters. We talked about how important it is to manage your mindset when it comes to pursuing the business goals that you have. We talked about how it affects marketing and selling. And then finally, last week, we talked about how mindset affects your decisions around investing in yourself and in your business. And so if you didn't listen to those first four episodes, I highly recommend starting from episode one and listening in order all the way through four. Those episodes really lay a great foundation that we're going to continue to build on today and in the future. And so as I got started on today's episode, I realized that this will actually either be the last or the second to last podcast episode that I record in our house, in our current house. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, you know that we just sold our house recently and the closing date is November 30th. And as I was starting to outline this episode, I was actually helping uh, my wife Dana move a changing table into the car and it's bittersweet. We brought home both of our kids from the hospital to this house It's the first place we owned after we got married. It's where I started the business from day one. And so we have a lot of memories tied to this place. We're we're super grateful for it. But at the same time, we're looking forward to the next step. And this is actually somewhat related to what we're going to discuss today. Because people have asked us why we decided to sell our place. And there are a few reasons. One of them being that it's a great time to sell. But really the biggest thing is that when Dana and I looked a year or two into the future in terms of how we envision our life and what we feel like God is calling us to from a family perspective, this house was no longer aligned with where we're going. And that's in terms of location, the number of rooms, the neighborhood, proximity to parks, or the ease of bike riding places as our kids get older and are able to start doing more. This current place that we are in is no longer aligned with the vision that we have for where our family is going and how we want to live our lives. It's no longer aligned with our family identity. In other words, who we are as a family. And so we started to feel this dissonance and and that dissonance kicked off this conversation and eventually the decision to sell our house. And so it's this word identity that's really what we're going to be talking about today. And in many ways, this is the foundation of the work that I do with clients They hire me because they want to grow their business and spend more time with their family and incorporate their relationship with God tangibly into their business. But before any major changes can happen, we need to understand who will you need to become in order to create those results that you want. And so why talk about identity and why talk about it now and not six months from now, a year from now? Spoiler alert, I'm kind of always talking about identity, just not explicitly. Our thought patterns, right? The idea of renewing our minds, this is closely tied to identity and how we see ourselves and who we think we are. But I especially wanted to talk about identity and and specifically today because one, it's the foundation of any significant changes that you want to make in your business. And two, we are nearing the end of the calendar year, which is when most people are thinking about making big changes in their businesses. Hashtag new year, new me. Want to share a depressing fact to open things up? 
80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. Another 12% will fail after that, which leaves about 8% of people who set New Year's resolutions or decide to make changes have actually created a long-term sustainable change in whatever they were trying to do. And so my heart is that if you listen to this episode and you soak it in and let it work in you and apply it, you will be in the 8%. So here's the roadmap for today. As always, I want to ground us in scripture. So we're going to go to Exodus. After that, I want to talk about what identity is, why you should care and how it works. And then I want to talk through some examples of how this could show up in your business in a very practical way. And then we're going to talk about what do you do about it? How do you actually shift your identity and create the results that you're looking to create in your business? And then we'll wrap up. So first, let's ground in scripture. Today, I want to pull from Exodus chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. And so some quick context on this. Moses worked as a shepherd for 40 years before he was called by God to bring the Israelites out of slavery. And so in Exodus chapter 3, Moses has the encounter with the burning bush. And after this passage that I'm going to read, Moses begins his journey of following that call to lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. So starting with verse 10, with God speaking to Moses. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. Where I want to focus our attention today is this. Moses went on to fulfill a huge calling. This is why people who aren't of any faith tradition know generally the story of Moses. He's very well known. He had this huge calling and he fulfilled it. But it started at this place that I just read, where he literally questioned God, the God who created the universe. Who am I that you are calling me to this? Does that resonate with you? Have you ever questioned God like this? I love the raw honesty of Moses. Like, hey, God, you know, I've been a shepherd for 40 years, right? Are you sure you have the right guy? God called Moses to something. Moses questioned his identity, but it's not until Moses embraces the truth of who God says he is that he is able to go on fulfill his calling. If he continued to doubt and question who God said he was, he would not have been able to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. That just wouldn't have been possible. In the song, Who You Say I Am by Hillsong Worship, many of you probably know that. I will spare you uh, the singing. The first lyrics of this song are much like Moses' question to God. And the lyrics say this, Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? And then the bridge of the song says, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. If you want to make any transformational changes in your business, whether it's getting it started and bringing in your first client or doubling your revenue year over year or serving twice as many clients or decreasing the amount of hours that you work so you can spend more time with your kids or inviting God into your business as a partner, not just a consultant that you talk to when things are difficult. 
If you want to do any of those things sustainably, it will take a shift in your identity. You will need to renew your mind on the truth of who God says you are, not who the world says you are, your parents, your industry, or your friends. So with that as the backdrop, I want to start off by just talking about what identity is and and why it matters. So our entire lives are built on our identity, and especially as a service-based entrepreneur, we're the people building a business around ourselves and our skill set. So is your business. Identity is the foundation of everything that we do and that we don't do, and it's actually the most important part of creating any change in your business. If we think about it from a faith perspective, right, this is why accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior is life-changing to like to the nth degree, to the deepest, deepest levels. It's because it gives you an entirely new identity, a new foundation for life, a new lens through which you see everything else, including yourself. The word identity comes from two Latin words that I'll probably butcher. Uh, the first one is ascentitas which means being, and then the second word is identidem, meaning repeatedly. So identity literally means repeatedly being. It's how you see yourself, how you define yourself, how you talk to yourself, and who you are being consistently. Now, here's how your brain works. Your brain is wired to want to act in alignment with your identity and who you see yourself as deep down. When your desired behavior or goal that you have is in conflict with your identity and who you see yourself as, it's like driving with one foot on the gas and the other on the brakes. There's resistance. It feels awful. It sounds awful. Things break and it doesn't get you where you want to go. And so in his book, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about how there are three different levels of behavior change that I want to talk through quickly. I think this is a a really useful way to think about the different layers of trying to change behaviors. So first, there are outcome-based changes. So this is setting a goal. This has to do with the results that you want. So very simple example that will walk through these three different layers is somebody who wants to quit smoking. They've been smoking for 10 years, but they want to stop. So an outcome-based change would be saying, I want to quit smoking. It's setting a goal. It's saying, this is the result that I want. The second layer underneath that would be a process-based change. And this has to do with your systems or your plans or how you plan to go about accomplishing that result and accomplishing that goal that you have. And so for this example, this would be something along the lines of, I will use nicotine patches three times a day. I have no idea if that's how that works, but roll with it. The third and deepest layer of behavior change is identity-based change. And this focuses on your beliefs and how you see yourself and who you think you are. And so for this example, this would be going down to the layer of saying, I am not a smoker. I'm a healthy person and cultivating that belief. And so you have, anytime you want to make a change in your business, you have three options. You can set a goal, you can set a goal and make a plan for how you're going to achieve it, or you can set a goal, make a plan, and shift your identity to support that goal that you want to achieve. When all you do is the first two of setting a goal and making a plan, you 
are forcing yourself to rely on willpower. And what do we know about willpower? It ebbs and it flows. It comes and it goes. Some days it's there and other days it's not. It gets weak when you're tired. Willpower is not something that you can build a sustainable business on and build sustainable change on. And even if you could, it would be miserable. The truth is, no amount of willpower will ever overcome identity. New Year's resolutions don't work because people use willpower tied to a number that happens to be changing in their calendar. It's just not weighty enough to create sustainable change. So let's talk about some examples that you can tether to in your business, and then we'll talk about how you can apply it. So a very personal example, not even on the business side, uh, from my life is years ago, this was maybe three, probably three years after my wife Dana and I started dating, we were home from college in the summer and we wanted to start working out together, or at least Dana did. And so she she was a division one swimmer. She was into lifting weights, was super into that. That was something I'd never really done. And so I set a goal of going three days a week to the gym with Dana. So I set the goal and I set that plan of going three days to the week, three days a week. And then I didn't make any change to my identity. And the identity that I was holding on to at that time was that I play sports. I, I don't lift weights. That's not who I am. I am somebody who plays team sports. I love being active and being on a court or on a field playing. And as long as I held on to that, you can you can ask Dana. We never got to the point that summer where I was actually going to the gym with her consistently because I either wouldn't go or if I did, I would not enjoy it and she wouldn't have any fun and it was no good. Most people, when they want to make a change, do what I did and they, they set a goal or at most they set a goal and they make a plan, right? Whether it's saying, I want to hit $100,000 in revenue in my business. Maybe some people get into the process and the how and they say, I'm going to, sh- to market myself on social media every day. But this is just not enough if people are still seeing themselves as a hobbyist or a dabbler or an imposter trying to pretend like they have a real business. Your identity has to be aligned with the goal that you have. It has to be able to support it. And so if you see yourself as somebody who's lazy and lacks discipline, it's going to be really difficult for you to consistently show up in your business and create content for your audience. If you see yourself as someone who's not a legit entrepreneur, you'll have a lot of difficulties doing anything that you think legit entrepreneurs do. If you're someone who says, I'm bad at time management, it's going to be really, really hard to reduce the number of hours that you work. And if you see yourself as just a business owner who happens to be Christian, you likely won't start praying for your business or praying for your clients. And so it leads to this question of what do you do about it? If you have a goal and you have a plan, but you feel like you haven't shifted that identity to the place that it needs to be to create that result that you want, what do you do about it? The answer is simple, but it's not easy. The fastest and most sustainable way to achieve that vision that you have for your business is to become the person capable of creating the results that you want. You have to become the person capable of creating that vision and bringing it into the world. 
And this happens in two simple steps. One, you have to decide who are you becoming. And two, you want to embody that person now, today. So let's talk about these two different steps. One of the most important skill sets that I've developed over the past handful of years is the ability to cultivate a really clear and compelling vision of future Kieran, of future me. And what that looks like is I define who that is, who is future Kieran, and how is he different from the me of today in a million tiny ways? How is his morning routine different? What's different about how he prays and spends time studying the Bible and spends time with God? How does he eat differently? Like, not only what does he eat differently, but what's different about how he sits down and has a meal? Is he listening to a podcast or is he sitting down quietly and just enjoying food and allowing his brain to have a rest from any inputs or any work? How does he show up for his clients? How does he organize his time differently? How does he show up differently in his marketing or the videos that he records or the posts that he writes? What changes in how he spends time with his kids? And how is he a different husband? Right? And so I think about this question of who am I becoming? Who am I becoming as in my personal life? Who am I becoming in the business as an entrepreneur? And then who am I becoming as a follower of Jesus? And I get really, really clear on on that vision. And then once I do that, then I can do something with it. And so I constantly ask myself these questions and I literally write them down and document my answers and I keep them in the same place and I refer back to them regularly. And I've become obsessed with this question of who am I becoming? Who is God molding me into? And that's step one. You want to cultivate a clear, compelling vision of who you want to become and of who God is molding you into. So answer that question. Who are you becoming? Invite God into that exercise. That's step one. Now, step two is really where the the rubber meets the road. Now it's up to you to show yourself evidence that that future you that you just defined exists in you right now. Like that you have access to that person today. There's nothing else you need. There's no thing you have to do. There's no certificate or degree you have to get. You are capable of being that person today. And so for this, you want to imagine that you're a lawyer and you're building a case to prove that that's true, that you have access to that person, that you are that person. And so you find evidence where there is evidence and where there might not be evidence yet, you take responsibility for creating the evidence. And so if the guiding question of step one is, who is future me? The guiding question of step two is, how would future me make this decision today? So would future you wake up when the alarm goes off instead of snoozing it? Like in that moment when the alarm goes off, you in that microsecond, you have that choice to click snooze or to wake up. If you ask yourself, what is future me doing? Me one year from now, who's accomplishing all the things that I want to accomplish, who is the person I want to be, what does that person do in this moment? And I guarantee if you ask yourself that question in that moment, you're going to be waking up instead of snoozing your alarm. Would future you discount your services for this person who's asking you for a discount? Would future you record that video even when you don't feel like it or you don't think you look great or sound great? 
Does future you pray for your clients before you meet with them, whether or not they're believers? My favorite James Clear quote is, every action that you take is a vote for the person that you're becoming. And so you want to use your votes wisely. You want to use every action as if you are building that case that you are, in fact, that future version of yourself, that you you actually have that in you today. And the more evidence that you build and the more that you live through the lens of future you, the faster you become that person. And the faster you become that person, that's what makes the results that you're after, a thriving business, plenty of time with your family, bringing your relationship with God into the business. That's what makes these things happen. Those results become a natural byproduct of the shift in your identity. As we conclude, let's review. Setting a goal and making a plan and relying on willpower is not enough to make sustainable changes in your business. And you know this. You've done it before. You've seen where it leads. You've set goals and made plans and to-do lists, but for some reason, it doesn't work. What we're talking about today is that reason. Your brain wants to be in integrity with itself. Many of you have big dreams and goals for your business that you feel like God put on your heart. But like Moses in Exodus 3, your identity just hasn't been strengthened to support that vision yet. And if that's you, that's okay. But do this work. It is worth it. I promise you. Define who you're becoming. Invite God to speak into that vision. He created you. He might have some valuable things to say. Then become that person. Make your decisions today through the lens of that future you. And when you do this, You build evidence that shows your brain that you are that person, which makes it easier to keep doing those things. And if you have goals in mind for your business, you already have them written down, you're already planning, and you already have your business goals. And if you don't, why not? You should really have them. But if you have your goals already, you can start with those and then ask yourself, who would you need to become in order to reach that goal? When I work with clients, one of the first questions we talk about is who are you becoming? Yes, we need to understand who you are now to to map a plan. But as a coach, my job when I boil it down is to become completely clear and utterly captivated by a vision of who my clients are becoming and then do everything in my power to clear the way and help them become that person. Like when I think about my role as a coach, I don't work for the current client sitting in front of me that I'm talking to. I work on behalf of that person that they're becoming, future them, the person God's molding them into. And that's what I'm most interested in learning. Who are you becoming? So if you recognize that you've been setting goals and making plans, but not shifting your identity and you want to make changes in your business, whether it's the income you create, the hours you work, or the way that you invite God into your business, set up a console at the link in the show notes and let's decide if we're fit to work together. And for the rest of you, don't just listen and learn. Apply this. Write down your answers. Who are you becoming? What's different about you one year from now compared to today? And if you want an example of how to do this, follow me on Instagram at Kieran Lenahan Coaching. The link will be in the show notes. I'm going to share my personal answers to these questions and how I go through this process a bit later this week. To close out, I guarantee that if you're listening to this, you have some larger vision of what you're capable of building and the impact you're capable of having. 
and you sense that God has work that he wants you to do, but maybe there's part of you that's like Moses in Exodus 3, and you're questioning to God, who am I that you want me to do this? I'm just a shepherd. I'm just a mom. I'm just a normal guy. Whatever that I'm just is, what if you're not just any of those things? What if you are in fact who God says you are? Have a great week and I will see you next Tuesday.